This is a special service. We have a quote unquote a guest speaker. <laughs> and what a precious time to hear, a precious thing to hear from this woman of God. Thank God for technology. Technology is not of the devil. Technology is for the preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Internet and all that was meant for us to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he created all things by him, through him, and to him. I know you know that this is not a guest, but no other than our senior pastor, Carla Porter, all the way from North Carolina, USA. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yes, I can hear, I can hear the team here praising God. I want you to pay attention to the message that the Lord has given to us for us. Words of comfort and hope. Then I'll come back at the end of our message and receive Holy Communion together. Wherever you are watching from, would you please receive Pastor Carla? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Hosanna Church. This is Pastor Carla. Do you remember me? <laughs> I remember you. And I've been in self-isolation in Winston-Salem, North Carolina for several weeks now. Over five weeks. And I'm in the kitchen of the little flat that I, I lease here. And in the background, you may be able to hear the refrigerator <laughs> because it's coming off and on. But we had the, this is the best lighting that we can find for me to make this video for you. I'm so thankful that I get to speak to you. I'm sending so much love from my heart as I minister a small message to you, and I want you to know how much I love you, boy, do I miss you, and how much you're on my heart and in my prayers. I pray that all is well with you. In fact, I, I want you to believe that all will be well with those who know God. Something we say in Kenya, especially around our Passover, Resurrection Sunday celebrations, uh, or any other time we say, someone says, God is good. And then the reply is, all the time. And then we say, all the time. And you say, God is good. And I want us to remember that during this time of the COVID-19 lockdown, that God is good. That's our confession. Do we really believe that God is good? When things are not easy, when we're in self-isolation, maybe we don't know, we don't see clearly how we're going to make it. Do we still believe that God is good? It's Really, it's not just a saying. God is good, and he's good all the time. He promises that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will be right there with you in Kenya and right here with me 
and Nicole Boone in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he will be with us to the very end of our lives. Let me read you very quickly three scriptures that make us this promise. Zephaniah 3, 17 in the New Living Translation says, The Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Then Isaiah 41.10 in the New King James Version says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, I love that scripture. And then Joshua 1.9 in the New King James. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Church, I pray that the words I speak will bring you strength and courage today. Because no matter what we face in life, God says, I'm right there with you. You're not alone. You're not forsaken. Church, he's well able to comfort us. He's well able to bring us through this COVID-19 uh, lockdown. This did not come as a surprise to him. So no matter what challenges we're facing in life, let's take courage that the Lord, our God, is with us. And because God is with us, our faith says... Now, this isn't what the Daily Nation says. <laughs> this isn't what the Star says, or it may not be what KTN News is saying. But this is what God is saying, that because he's with us, all will be well. We have to remember that as people of faith, all will be well. Whatever we face, whatever circumstances are going on around us, God is the stability of our life and our times. Stability means to stand firm. Church, are you standing firm? We're standing firm. Nicole and I, she's doing the camera. <laughs> We're standing firm, church, in the midst of... Uh, I've never been locked down in a room for over five weeks now. I mean, it's a new thing, but God is my stability. I do know how to encourage myself in the Lord. And because I do that every day, He is my stability. Uh, it means to stand firm. Stability means to continue to be steadfast. You're unmoved. This is not moving you into despair. 
And stability means to be consistent and constant in belief and character. You're consistent. You're constant in belief and character. Listen to Isaiah 33 and verse 6 in the New uh, International Version speaking about uh, God's stability. It says, He will be the sure foundation, the stability for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So even in the midst of coronavirus pandemic, where we're all locked down, we, we're not supposed to go anywhere. We're not supposed to mingle with a lot of other people or get too close for our own uh, safety is what we're being told. Yet, there is treasure in the midst of this. The Lord is our treasure. And the key to the treasure of the Lord, the wisdom we need, the knowledge we need, the understanding we need to come through this and come out on the other side, the key to this and the key to our victory in this is the fear of the Lord. I want to ask you today, are you afraid of coronavirus? Is the biggest fear in your life fear of getting the coronavirus? I pray none of us get the coronavirus. My confession is coronavirus does not come near me. And so the key, though, to the treasure that God offers us every day is the fear of the Lord. Fear God, not the coronavirus. And I know every one of you in your homes are saying, Amen. <laughs> and Amen. I know that's what you're saying. God is the stability of our times. Our sure foundation in the time of the coronavirus 19 pandemic. Yet, I believe we need to understand that if we trust in him, God will do miracles on our behalf. Long after this virus leaves the scene, we'll be talking about and testifying about the way God helped us. Because we trusted in him, he made a way for us where there seems to be no way. He protected us. He, we're going to be talking about how he comforted us and how he provided for us. We'll speak to one another about his presence and his goodness, even to the next generation and the next generation. But it's very important, church, that we understand there's God's part and there's our part. In other words, we just can't have the attitude, God will do whatever he sees fit to do. If I get coronavirus, I get coronavirus. You know, there are people who are so pessimistic and fatalistic. If coronavirus makes anybody sick, I know it'll get me. I know it'll get me. And you cannot afford to have that attitude. That is not an attitude of faith. That's an attitude 
of fear and pessimism. So I, I think it's very important that we, we have our part, and our part is to believe God. If we're going to stay safe, our part is to look up and look to Him who is our stability in this time of coronavirus. Church, that's so important. I, uh, if the devil's trying to depress you, rebuke him and say, I refuse to be de depressed during this time of lockdown. If the devil is trying to discourage you, I don't know how we're going to make it. Absolutely rebuke discouragement because God is going to provide for us during this time of the coronavirus lockdown. So church, this is uh, this time of coronavirus. It's, it's a significant time a time where we're separated from our normal life, a time when this is a time of separation that actually we can utilize to rededicate ourselves to God's presence, to His will, to His purposes. We can use this time to draw near to God. Don't look at it negatively. I tell you, I, I have looked at this. It, I, I chose a good perspective, church. I could have chosen a negative perspective, but I chose a good perspective. I'm going to make the most of this time. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to believe God will do a new thing in me as I spend time with Him, as I spend time in His presence, as I pray with Him, and so on and so forth. You can look at it as a gift or you can look at it as a curse. So let's look at it, church, as a gift that God is with us and he will make the way for us. Church, I promise you, God has a plan. He still has things for us to do with him and for him. He has works for us to do we've not yet completed. And he's got lives he wants to save. He has a Holy Spirit-inspired plan. And this is a time to rededicate ourselves to him and consecrate ourselves to him. I want to speak to you briefly from three books today, Exodus, Joshua, and Revelation. I'm still meditating, although we've come through our Passover Moed. I'm still meditating on the blood church and, and meditating on the principles of that first Passover when God separated his people from the Egyptians who did not know him and did not worship him. He separated them from all the ungodliness in Egypt, and he had them apply the blood to the doorpost of their homes as he prepared them for a shift. Church, we're being prepared for a shift that God is bringing us into. His plan was to deliver them from bondage and take them into the promised land. God did so many signs and wonders for him, 
And yet three days after he delivered them, as, as he delivered them and they crossed the Red Sea, three days later, they were murmuring and complaining. Now, I know you've not been guilty of that. Hallelujah. <laughs> but they rebelled against him. They attacked God's leaders. And they did not stay consecrated to him as they had the night they applied the Passover blood to their homes. And, and that generation did not fulfill God's plan. He had a supernatural plan for them. They did not fulfill that plan. I don't want that to be said of us. They fell dead in the wilderness. And then he had to prepare the next generation to actually go in to the promised land. So let's move from Exodus into Joshua. The next generation is preparing to go into the promised land. And the book of Joshua is one of my favorite books. And I, I really love the uh, first five books of the book of Joshua in the Bible. They were preparing to go into the promised land. And Joshua sent two spies to spy out Jericho. And they went to the house of Rahab the harlot. The king of Jericho heard that two spies from the Hebrews had gone to Rahab's house. And so he demanded that she bring them out and deliver them to his men. But Rahab protected the spies. See, she even, and, and they were in lockdown, even though... Uh, you know, she did not know God well. She recognized God. She protected the two spies. She protected their mission. And the spies listened to her when she made a request of them. Joshua 2, 12 through 21 says in the NIV, this is Rahab. See, God... God's finally got some people. He can ship them into his, his plan and into his promises. And so she said, Now, then please swear to me, Joshua 2.12, by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family. Church, we can pray that today. Lord, that you will show kindness. I pray that for you, church, that the Lord will show kindness to Victory Faith Church. Because I've shown kindness to you, give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return, and then go on your way. Now the men said to her, This oath you made us swear 
will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and, and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. So see, we, we have a, another time of isolation, so to speak. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on your own heads, and we will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you have made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Church, what did that scarlet cord represent? Of course, it represented covenant. It represented covenant blood. Blood was going to be shed as the Israelites came in to, to take Jericho, but not the blood of Rahab and her family. Isn't that precious? Rahab took part in God's plans. And do you know, history tells us Rahab married one of the 12 spies. Well, one of the two spies that Joshua sent. She married Salmon, who was the father of Boaz, who became the husband of Ruth. Isn't that so precious? So it doesn't matter if we're going through COVID-19. It didn't matter that uh, soon uh, the land of Jericho and the promised land was going to be at, at war. It didn't matter. Uh, God had a plan. Church, we have to keep that uppermost in our minds. Going through COVID-19 does not stop God's plans. Know this, God has a plan. He has a plan for you, and it is a sacred plan. It is a holy plan, and we don't want to forget that. We want to remember it, that God always makes a way to fulfill his plans if we will dedicate and consecrate ourselves to them, and if we apply the blood of the Lamb to our lives. The blood is powerful enough to deliver us in our generation out of the hand of the enemy. Church, let me hear you say amen. I heard that. <laughs> I know you said amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's powerful enough to deliver us out of the hand of the enemy of this COVID-19 virus that we may continue fulfilling God's plans and purposes in our generation. We've just been through the only other Passover in the history of, of, uh, of God working with his people where they were told to stay indoors. There's been no other Passover. 
where the people were told to stay indoors, but we've just been through such a Passover. I think that is so amazing. We were told to stay in our homes. We have lifted up the blood. We've applied it to our homes, to our lives, to the church, to our children, to our youth, to the adults. We continue to apply the blood of the lambs. Lamb. And I ask you to be in intercession that in as God continues shifting us, we're, we're in the midst of a great shift, we will not come out of this less, but we are being, as God's people, we are being shifted into greater glory. That first generation that God delivered, that first Passover, as they crossed over into the wilderness, they, they were so full of negativity, they never entered into the greater glory of the promised land. Their children did, but only Joshua and Caleb of that generation entered in. We don't want to be like that generation. We're a generation of faith. We know the Word of God. We believe the Word of God, and we lift up the blood of the covenant over our lives. Hallelujah. We're going into greater glory. The Father is shifting us into greater glory. It may not look like it, but nevertheless, that is the pattern that we are walking in. God is with us through all the issues of this lockdown. Just keep lifting up the blood of Jesus. God will provide. Church, he will deliver. He will shift us into new things. And we want to cross over in the power of the Holy Spirit into the purposes and the plans God still has for us to fulfill. We, as the people of God, are going to honor God and continue honoring God through this coronavirus lockdown. We're going to honor him with thanksgiving. We're going to honor him with praise, with uplifted hearts, with uplifted hands, with songs of thanksgiving and honor and glory, giving honor and glory to his name. We, we want the words of our lips to please him. We want church to come out of this time of lockdown, not with murmuring, complaining, fear, regret, doubt, and unbelief. No, instead we come out, we come through this and out of this in faith, in the power and might of his spirit, with blessing and glory and honor being given to him. And if we'll do that, I believe God will do amazing things for us. The blood of Jesus marks us for God's goodness. The blood of Jesus marks us for salvation. The blood of Jesus marks us for God's good plans and God's good purposes. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And I want to close by 
lifting up a portion of scripture that is so significant. Revelation 12. And every translation is good, but this time I chose the New Living Translation. Revelation 12. Let me begin with verse 10 through verse 12. It, the scripture says, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens, rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. Church, we're a part of the kingdom of God on earth, but we're not in heaven yet. The, the devil goes around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's not going to devour one of us. Church, may I hear amen and amen. He's not going to devour one of us. I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. And so just as verse 10 says, then I heard a loud voice shouting across the, across the heavens. Church, can your voice be heard shouting across heaven and earth the praises of God, thanksgiving to God. God is a way maker. God is our protector. He's our defender. He's our high tower. He is our uh, defender. He's the rock of our salvation. Can we spend our days giving uh, birth to praise in the earth to counter all the negativity? I personally, I'm not listening to it, church. I'm, I'm too busy with other things to listen to all of this negativity, and I encourage you not to listen to it either. No, church, we're the people of praise. We're the people of thanksgiving. We're the people of love. We're the people of faith. And I ask you, take hold of the messages Pastor Davies has been delivering and of this message today. Take hold of it. Walk in it. Live in it. Speak it. Sing it. Praise the Lord. And we're going to come through this time of coronavirus with a testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Church, I'll close there. I do want to pray for you, but please know you are so dear and so precious to me. You're so dear and so precious to many people. And so I'm sending you so much love and faith through the word that I've just delivered to you. 
shall we pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up thanksgiving to you for Victory Faith Church, for Pastor Davies Kamori, for Pastor Elder Francis Derry and all the other leaders and all the members of Victory Faith Church. I say, Father, these are your people. Keep them, protect them, and bless them through the blood of the Lamb. We do lift up the blood of the Lamb against every adversary. And we say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We say we are the people of God. We are under the blood of the Lamb. And Father, may wonderful testimonies come forth from this time of self-isolation. Testimonies of your goodness. Testimonies of how your people have been kind and generous to each other and even to the unbeliever. Father, we're, I'm asking you to work signs and wonders and miracles in Victory Faith Church in the name of Jesus. Father, bless everyone. Keep everyone from the hand of the enemy. We do pray this. We do agree together in Jesus' blessed name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Sending you much love in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Carla. What a blessing it is to hear what you've just shared with us and your prayers. Say this. Say this after me. I receive this message into my heart in Jesus' name. I receive this message into my heart in Jesus' name. I sense the emphasis in Pastor Carla's message and of our blood covenant with God through our Lord Jesus. And the amazing thing, by the way, just to let you know, uh, Brother Francis, in his message of tithes and offerings, he hadn't seen what Pastor Carla shared, well, had shared about Rahab. So in other words, God is speaking to us about his covenant. God is speaking to us about him being a covenant-keeping God. That when he says he will do something, he will do something. The, the, two, the, the two spies were sent. Of course, you know, you say, yes, it's Joshua who sent them, but they were sent by Joshua under the instruction of God. So actually, God sent them. And they entered into a covenant with, with Rahab, and it was determined on Rahab doing her part for God to keep her part. That's the thing that it works in the, in the covenant that you have your part to play. And God will always do his part is if we, we respond like what even uh, Pastor Carla has said and what Brother Francis had said earlier, earlier on in, in looking at Hebrews chapter 11, that Rahab responded by faith. She's in that Hebrews chapter 11 of 
her responding by faith. In that whole chapter talking about by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And in verse 31 he says, By faith the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. She believed in the Lord, his, in the Lord their God. He had no, she, I mean, she believed they had, she had no covenant with this God. But she entered in covenant in agreement with the will of God, and she was spared. There is the emphasis of this blood covenant, even as Pastor Carla has ministered. Church, we must believe God to keep on increasing our faith in the blood of our Lord Jesus. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear the word concerning the blood of Jesus, the more faith, is, faith in the blood is coming into your heart. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. You hear about the blood. You hear about the blood like what you've heard today, even Pastor Callum ministering concerning the book of, of Exodus, the Passover, uh, and the, the book of Joshua, and talking about in the book of Revelation about that blood covenant, the power that is in the blood of the Lamb. What is happening? Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Therefore, a sense of victory rises up in your heart regardless of the situations that you are facing. Why is that so? Like in the scripture that even Pastor Carla read in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, from the New Living Translation, I like it. It says this, and they have defeated, talking about the devil, they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. 1996, after I gave my life to Christ a few months later, I read a book by Charles Spurgeon talking about uh, Satan, the defeated foe. But how do you defeat it? He has already been defeated by our Lord Jesus Christ. And this New Living Translation says this, that, and they have defeated him, the devil, Believers have defeated him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. They are unmovable. They are fearless. They believe in the power that is in the blood. The blood of the lamb and our testimony of victory is the defeat of the devil in our lives. Let us use our weapon against all his works. Sickness. Disease, torment of any kind, whatever represents the devil's assignment to steal, kill, and destroy. Use the blood. Like the old timers will say, I plead the blood of Jesus. Devil, I plead the blood of Jesus. You will not torment me. You will not bring this thing of thoughts of COVID-19 to try to, to, to torment me. I refuse every kind of torment. I plead the blood over my family, over my brothers and sisters, over my children, over my nation, over all the doctors and the nurses and all that are involved in taking care of the sick in this nation. We Plead the blood of Jesus. We come against your work by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony that this virus shall disappear as fast as it appeared. Hallelujah. Woo, woo. Glory to God. It's going so good to, to hear good news. 
We defeat the devil. Uh, listen to this. We defeat the devil as we focus on our blood covenant with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This brings into us faith in the blood. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. As you come to a close, you know, come into a place of receiving Holy Communion, I want again to re-emphasize some things Pastor Kala has said, and, and I want us also to go into some scriptures so that you can have that faith in the blood as you partake of Holy Communion. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 8, somehow Pastor Kala set me off today to read from the New Living Translation. Some, several of these scriptures actually I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Listen to this. He, verse 7, God is so rich in kindness and grace. Wow. God whose love is so rich in kindness. What's uh, you say, what, 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 what kind of God do you serve? I serve God who is rich in kindness and grace. <laughs> in kindness and grace. If you are asked, do, are you related to any, any person that is popular and who is rich? Yes, you say, yes. I'm a child of God. My dad is so rich. And he's so rich in kindness and grace. Hallelujah. And the, the, the earth and all its fullness belongs to him. Listen, he's so rich in kindness and grace that he has, that he purchased our freedom. Mark those words. He purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy. You're rich in kindness and grace. Listen to this. He has showered his kindness on us. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, we didn't have water this morning, so I didn't shower. No, you are showered with his kindness. <laughs> no, I showered this morning. But listen, he has showered his kindness on us. Along with all wisdom and understanding. Oh, it feels so good reading the scripture. That's who God is. How can anyone say that, you know, I think God brought this coronavirus. How can anyone say that? That is so foolish. Forgive me. But that's the fact. That is so foolish to say such a thing like God brought. No, God is rich in kindness and grace. He has purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgive our sins. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 18 to 19, again the New Living Translation says this, For you know that God paid a ransom. You know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your, from your ancestors. I really did that. I, I had inherited that. I think I never saw my grandfather. My grandfather was called Kimori. I never knew if my grandfather was alcoholic. But I knew my natural father was alcoholic. And I inherited that empty life. Very early in life. I inherited alcoholism. 
That, that's what. But, but then what, what God did, he paid a ransom to save you. Maybe yours is something different that you inherited from your natural parents. Maybe divorce, violence. Maybe you've been even in prison and, and all that. You inherited that, but finally you found the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your sisters. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver. Come on now. Which lose, which lose their value. Gold and silver lose their value. It was, I know you can see it on the screen, I want you to say it with me. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's what redeemed us. That's what saved us from the empty life. That's what purchased our freedom. He is your healing through the power of the blood of Jesus. Like what Pastor Carl even minister concerning the Passover, concerning uh, uh, the book of, of Joshua chapter 2, Rehab, is, is the healing power right there. It's God's protecting his people. And he has never changed. He will not fail us, fail us in our, in our generation. As long as you believe, like what Brother Francis was reading that scripture, that we do not perish with what? Unbelievers. We believe. And we tell the unbelievers the good news of, our, of, our, of their redemption. It's their redemption too. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 to 20, have your holy communion elements ready. Listen to verse 19 and 20 again from the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you realize that? <laughs> can, can the Holy Spirit... Oh, oh, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. Then I won't allow the body or the temple of the Holy Spirit to be sick and weak. I refuse that. Why? In Romans chapter 8 verse 11, is the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is the one who is indwelling this mortal body. Therefore, by the power of the resurrection, every nerve, every joint, every marrow, every, every nerve, even the skin itself, receives God's life. This mortal body receives God's life. Kidneys, intestines, digestive you know, system, the blood circulating in these veins. You believe with me that what is flowing in this body is the power of God, the resurrection power of God. Right there, by the way, you can take your, your healing by faith. You can stand right there and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. If you've been having every kind of, any kind of pain, you say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. The resurrection power indwells me. Every nerve is healed. Every, every organ is healed. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am strong, hallelujah, and I'm healed. Back pain, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. The resurrection power lives inside of me. The spirit of God who raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. Wow, preach myself happy. 
Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? My God. You do not belong to yourself. Say it. I do not belong to myself. Come on now. I do not belong to myself. Can you imagine me going to a shop and I bought like, uh, what? I bought a Range Rover. What do you call it? The Range Rover. That Range Rover. That's the one you like. But, and then I've bought it and it's mine. And then, Brother Francis comes and says, this is my Range Rover. I say, who bought it? Brother Francis, unless Tina and I give it to you, it's not yours. But it's ours. We bought it. Here is the, uh, what do you call that? The logbook. Here is the logbook. Or the title did. Here it is. Here we have, it's ours. There's a name on it. Can I tell you something about yours and my redemption? Think about this, what Brother Francis shared, Pastor Carla shared, about that, uh, that rope. Scarlet or red. That was a signature of God. This one is of God. Hallelujah. There's destruction coming in Jericho, but this one is of God. Has a mark of God. And anyone in the household of Rahab has that mark of God. This one is of God. How much more of you who's born again, who has been purchased by the blood of the Lamb, you belong to God. God says, that's mine, devil. Get off that sickness from him, that's mine. Get off that kind of oppression from her, that's mine. Marked by the blood. There is a Passover because she belongs to me. And the response of a covenant child should be this. I belong to you, God. Hallelujah. You and I are famous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you know that the, the, the daughter of a president or, and go around and the son, they say, yeah, my, my dad is a president. In other words, don't you know me? In fact, many times they don't want to be, to even to say it because they expect to have been known. You understand? That should be your attitude. Uh, you remember what uh, the sons of Skivas, uh, when that demon, that possessed man was, was, was beating them and coming up after them. He says this, Jesus we know. Paul, we know. <laughs> but who are you? Hallelujah. Or you belong to God and you're living in righteousness. They know you. They know you. So start walking around as the one who's known by God. Hallelujah. Who's been purchased. Who's been bought. Who's been saved from empty life and brought into the inheritance of God through the precious blood of the Son, Jesus Christ. You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you. With a high price. Say, God bought me. With a high price. Say it with faith. God bought me. With a high price. Do you know what that high price is? The precious blood of Christ. So then, this is what he says. 
you must honor God with your body. You must honor God with your body because you belong to him. And again, a type of redemption. We find in Psalm, Psalm 105, verse, verse 37, how God redeemed his people. They, they, they left Egypt with the silver and gold, and the Bible says this, none of them was feeble. And as we partake of Holy Communion, we, we join our faith, the, what Pastor Carla has ministered, what Brother Francis ministered, uh, Eva just sang about the blood and they praised him, just sang about the blood. This is our victory over the devil, church. This is our deliverance from every work of the enemy. And Jesus said this. Will you, if you please stand up, uh, stand, just stand up. Uh, I want us to take this, to, to take this Holy Communion standing. Jesus said this. We go ahead and read it uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Talking about the body. He said this. Uh, Apostle Paul writing by Revelation verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If you can take his body. Jesus our Lord. You yourself. Bore. Our sins. In your own body on the tree. That has been dead to sins. Might live for righteousness. By. Your stripes. We were healed. And we remember that. We remember that we are members of one body. The members of the body of Christ. That the bread that which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. As a body as we partake this, this body. For we though many are one bread and one body. For we all partake of that one bread. This one bread. Father, through the unit of the faith, everyone watching, wherever they are, we partake of your body, Jesus, in remembrance of you. That we are healed. That we are healed that no matter what is happening in the world right now, we join our faith together for your protection, your provision, and staying together as one body, vertically belonging to you, laterally belonging to one another. And thank you for the supernatural strength transferred upon each one of us, members of this body. You can partake of this body. In the same manner, Jesus, my Lord, you took the cup after supper, saying, This cup 
is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Oh, thank you for the power that is in the blood. Thank you that you bought us, Father, with a high price. The precious blood of the Lamb. Even at that great Passover in Exodus chapter 12. Even in that, in the book of Joshua, that Passover because of the faith in your ability of Rahab, there was a distinction that they belong. She belonged to you because of the covenant. She sought mercy, she received mercy. Thank you for the precious blood in Revelation chapter 12. You say, we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And our testimony is this, we are strong. There's a Passover forgiven of our sins we thank you for your mercy and forgiving us of our sins we take this cup of blessing the blood of Christ thank you father for your goodness and for your mercy partake of his blood hallelujah hallelujah will you just worship worship him just worship him Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for the blood. Go ahead and worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for our redemption. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you in spirit and truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah.